Hey everybody, thanks for joining me today uh, for Brass Tax History Episode 6. I'm your host, Graham. Um, today I have a really kind of special guy uh, to me He's that's joining me for this episode. Um, he's kind of a history buff, knows, knows I don't want to say all there is to know about history, but he really... He does know a lot, and I'm sure you guys will get a, a feel for that later on in the episode, but I'll go ahead and let him introduce himself. Um, so this is Sam. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm just excited to be here once again. Graham, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. Um, so we do have a really exciting topic for you today. Um, actually, I'll give you a little spoiler. It's the American Revolutionary War, which you may have seen from the title. But before we can get into that, I do want to give a little update on kind of where the show stands, uh, some some things we've learned um, these past couple days. Um, but yeah, basically, it starts with, I've mentioned this demographic uh, issue now a few times, um, how the average age had gone down to six uh, during our, our last episode, we found out. So we contacted... Uh, the podcast hosting service, and it turns out that it was actually a glitch um, in their system, which was kind of surprising to us, but a little relieving. So we were ready to find out that, oh, I'm sure it's hovering around, you know, the 17-year-old-ish range. And uh, no, so they checked the actual data, and it turns out it's it's pretty much hovering around 45, um, 45 years old, which is an improvement, but uh, it's not exactly what we're looking for. Um, so we'll be doing some fine tuning in the, in the coming episodes to try to get to where we need to be with that. Um, another thing, another thing that we wanted to touch on is that given that we, we've kind of been receiving just a, an outpouring of positive feedback since, since we've started this. Um, and of course this, this has brought about quite a bit of money from ads, um, advertisements, um, we, we are actually thinking about going full time with this. Um, I, I do love my work. Um, at the moment, for those of you that don't know, I, I work as a, a freelance entrepreneur. Um, just oh. kind of, that, sorry, were you going to say something? That kind of just doesn't make sense. Like freelance entrepreneur. I mean, this is my job. Um, so what, what exactly? It's what do I do for a living. Well, yeah, I free, uh, as a freelancing entrepreneur, I basically go around with uh, different products and kind of serve as a liaison of sorts. It's it's lucrative, to take my word for that. Um, but I do sometimes feel a little burnt out, so I do see some value in, in taking this full-time, so it's definitely something we're talking about. Um, and Sam, do you, you, have a, you have a full-time job as well, right? Why, yes, Graham. Thanks for asking. Um, so my full-time job, I actually work with numbers all day. It's a lot of number crunching. I've been good at it since I was little, so I decided to pursue a job in that uh, hmm. genre. But it's great to get a nice break from that and uh, get into history, which is my true passion. And sorry, you talk about crunching numbers all day. What is it that you actually – like? what's your title, I guess? Uh, my title is actually a, a brewmaster. Um, so it turns out this is a little bit of a surprise for the audience, but I'm not only a history buff, but also a beer buff. Huh? I'm not a hundred percent sure how, how you're crunching numbers all day as a brewmaster, but 
I don't really want to uh, push further into that. But uh, regardless, I guess uh, with that little update out of the way, it does make sense to get into one of my personal favorite uh, subjects in history, and that is the American Revolutionary War. So I'll just get right into that, and then we'll hear from Sam, and we'll give you guys your takeaways, and we'll call it a day. So the American Revolutionary War, which of course went from 1775 to 1783, um, and you do have the Declaration of Independence uh, in there in July 4th, etc., um, basically, this was a war between Great Britain and the 13 colonies in America, um, which again declared independence um, in July of 1776 as the United States of America. And so after 1765, uh, growing constitutional and political differences strained the relationships between Great, Amer- Great Britain and its American colonies, uh, the Boston Harbor, and British attempts to disarm the Massachusetts militia. Uh, well, that was a great summary, uh, Wikipedia Graham. Uh, I really appreciated that. Well, start. What did you did you just say, Wikipedia again? I thought we had a I, discussion. I am on the page this. right now, and I see those words. I was not reading that. I've never. I don't. My computer doesn't have access to Wikipedia. That was. I don't know what you're getting at, but I think you should drop it. Okay. Really sorry. Anyways. Don't want to have to talk to you about this off the air again. So let's not. Let's not bring this up again, and let's hear from your facts, please. Thank you. Sorry about that. Uh, Before I get into my facts, I just wanted to quickly uh, comment on our fan mail I've been getting. Uh, I've gotten a couple comments about these weird animal facts that I'm uh, throwing out there, and I find it weird that you guys are obsessed with that. I mean, the goal of this is to help you guys pass your tests, and not often are there animal questions on these, so... We won't be getting into that today, but um, I hope you guys, you know, like other parts of the show too. So our first fact of the day that you definitely need to know is actually the Continental Army uniform. Um, the uniforms actually varied greatly, but they wore long brown coats, and some call it brown. I, I do think the, the correct uh, name for that is, is something else. Um, while the yeah each each state had different uh, colors so that was pretty interesting and uh, it just comes to show that you got to wear different colors than the enemy or else you know you'll cross fire and hurt one of your uh, teammates yeah there's actually a term for that I think they call that a uh, friendly friendly fire uh, it's when you shoot your own uh, your fellow soldier um, unintentionally maybe and Sometimes people will die from that, and it's actually a tragedy. Um, tragedy of the no, it's just a tragedy that that uh, that that happens. Yeah, uh, it was. It's it is a tragedy, and they worked hard to avoid that. Mm-hmm. And do you have any uh, other fact to share with us? Um, so, basically, my second fact is part of my key takeaways, just because we're running a little late on the show, so. Uh, Graham, if you don't mind starting your uh, key takeaways. Well, to be clear, I kind of just I set the format of the show. Um, I was sort of looking for another fact from you. But seeing as you haven't prepared, um, sure, I'll get into my key takeaways. Um, So my biggest key takeaway from the war is that it kind of comes down to the one strategy failing 
and another one um, succeeding. And sort of in life and in tests and really in anything, uh, you're going to have some successes and some failures. And as long as you're coming away with, uh, hopefully with success, you actually get to be successful because your your strategy was um, a, a one that worked. So I think that's really helpful to keep in mind uh, going forward. Uh, thank you, Graham. That was a very elaborate analysis for your uh, key takeaway there. Mm-hmm. So uh, would you like to pass the torch to me for my key takeaway, Graham? Yeah, I'll go ahead and pass the torch to you for, for your key takeaway. Great. Thank you, Graham. So my uh, my key takeaway, which I like to tie into my second fact, my need-to-know fact, is the uh, the Battle of Yorktown, also known as the Siege of Yorktown. Um, it was the turning point in the war. There were French army troops, and um, some of the troops were led by General Lieutenant General J- Charles Cornwallis. And I've grown personal connection to this uh, this battle. I uh, I'm a huge fan of reenactments that you can actually go see probably in a in a nearby town where you guys live. It's a, it's a, it's quite the experience and I'd highly recommend it. Uh, that's, that's interesting that you mentioned reenactments. Um, because I know that a lot of history buffs are, are kind of into that, but there is some controversy because they sometimes think, Oh, like let's keep history in the past. And, uh, you know, doing reenactments is kind of bringing it to the forefront of our, of our current day and age. So uh, it is a little controversial, but I personally, um, Emma's supporter overall. So don't you worry about that. I'm also a supporter. I believe it's important for people to really understand our past, um, not to get stuck in it, but just to learn from it. And that's, that's what Graham, me or I, and, um, others who support these reenactments, that's our base, like that's our roots of the, uh, of why we do that. Right. And it really does come down to the whole Hey, you can't let history repeat itself uh, because bad history means uh, bad re- history repeating means a bad uh, current day or future uh, as well. So, um, with that final thought, which I think really nicely uh, sums up kind of the Revolutionary War, hopefully you guys feel prepared for anything that your teacher can throw at you about this uh, difficult topic. Um, I will cut it off here and, uh, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll definitely see you, uh, in the next one and we'll hear, you'll hear us in the next podcast. Thank you guys. Thanks everyone. And once again, Graham, it's always a pleasure being on your show. Thank you. Sure thing. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you. You'll hear us next time. Bye-bye.